Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Trolley Watch New Idea Foods Fabulous Podcast. I am Amy Sinclair and I am joined by the always wonderful and very informative Barbara Northwood, our wonderful food director. Hello, Barb. Hi, Amy. Welcome to the show. Thank you. This is exciting, being back in the same room. It's great, isn't it? We spent the day uh, eating all sorts of things yesterday, bacon, sausages. Delicious things, bread. Bread. Mm. It was like Mm. I can literally feel the cellulite swishing around my thighs. Banana bread, nice healthy options. <laughs> We've got some great stuff coming up today, don't we, Barb? Sure do. We're going to be talking pavs. You're going to tell us your top tips for making the perfect pav. We are doing the big debate on Aussie biscuits. I, I'm, I'm putting the, the, the boxing gloves on for this one, Barb. I reckon we're going to go head to head. We've also got Barb's two-minute cooking tip. This is a cracker. Let's get cracking straight away. We, of course, are starting off like we always start off with Best in Isle, which is where we get – a few options of the one product Barb and her million years of experience will tell you exactly which one she thinks are the best. This week we did sausages. Yeah, and weren't they interesting? It was really interesting. A it was bit different. It was so interesting. So we went to um, we went to the supermarket, several supermarkets, obviously. We got all the pick of the the, the, the various sort of supermarkets: Audi, Coles, Woolies, and IGA, and yep. we cooked them up. Yes. And we gave them all a crack. Yes, all we, we did. really needed. What we were missing though, wasn't it, Barb? Was your bunning sign in the background? Totally. Bit of uh, bit of bread, bread and some great tomato sauce. Tomato sauce, <laughs> bit of onion on the bit bottom of, onion, of, yes. of course, so that we don't yes. slip over on it. <laughs> Let's start off. We had the Audi one first. Talk me through it. Brannon's thin sausages. The interesting thing is they didn't say beef, just thin sausages. So they were actually made from beef, lamb, and chicken. This is what I love about Barb. She reads the fine print. I love the fine print. I'm always I, reading the back of labels. I love it. I just walk in there, what's cheap, what looks good. That's it. That'll do that. Mm-hmm. Because um, this is the interesting part. And they were 97% Aussie ingredients. Yes. And these ones are actually gluten-free. So for seven sausages in a 500-gram pack, only $3. That's very cheap, isn't it? Really cheap. Well, it's really the great cheap. thing about Aldi, you're always going to get a good bargain, but these days the supermarkets are competing a lot more on price. Oh, very with, much so. I think with, they're very yeah. – Yeah, so it's, it's a much more competitive playing ground. Now, what did you think of the Aldi sausage? Look, for a, a sausage, they were very moist, really quite juicy and a good flavour, but not a strong, obviously, beef flavour. Just to just say that's a really lovely sausage. Yeah, it was It was, It was. was yummy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah really it nice. Was, it was a good fact, sausage. If I had that at Bunnings, I'd be very happy. Oh, wouldn't you just? Yeah, that was a good sausage, yeah. Looking at your Dulux colour cards, <laughs> munching into your... There's a chip, chip to the charity um, Absolutely. fundraisers. Absolutely. <laughs> Next up, we had the Coles thin sausage, beef sausages made yep. from beef, 99% Aussie ingredients, gluten-free. Yep. $4 for eight sausages. Yes. Barb, what did you think? I didn't think they had much flavour at all, to be honest. Yeah, they were a bit 
a little bit bland. That yeah. would just sort of that's the uh, word I've written yeah. down here actually. A bit bland, Juice, but without being beef, you couldn't taste one thing or the other. They looked nice when they were nicely cooked, cooked up, but just not a lot of flavour for yeah. me. Yeah. Next up, we had Woolies and their beef sausages made from beef. Ninety-seven percent Aussie ingredients, gluten-free again. And this one was eight sausages for five dollars fifty. What did you think of these mm-hmm. ones, Barb? I thought they had a good flavour. Yeah, uh, not a strong, strong beef flavour, but a really good sausage. Yeah, I'd be very happy with those. They were good-looking sausage. They, yep. they were nice and fat. Yep. They were probably the fattest of yes, the by weight. Yeah, fat. yeah, that that, that you look at. Yeah. But, because um, those ones were actually 600 grams and all yeah. the other packets were 500. But as you said, they're a little bit thicker sausages. They were good. They were good. Yep. Last up, we had um, the IGA Free Country Beef made from 95% Aussie ingredients. Uh, we're not sure if they're gluten-free, but yeah. these were $5.90 for six sausages, but again, 500 grams, so a, a good sausage. Now, what did you think of these, Barb? They had a really good beef flavour. So yeah. the beef flavour actually came out. But they out were, of all those sausages, they were the strongest. In terms of a beef sausage, yeah, they tasted they really good. beefy. Mm. Yeah. Quite the good moist. thing that you pointed out with all of these sausages, and we cooked up the whole pack with each yep. one, was that none of them split, did they? No, not at all. Yeah, no. which is what you commonly see in a cheaper, yes. thin yes. sausage that exactly. they, mm. they pop. But they were all – they, they looked, looked up looked, beautifully. Yep. Yeah, they, they cooked up very, very well. well. Mm. Yep. So, Barb, it was, it was a tough choice, wasn't it? Because It really was. Because it was really a choice between Aldi and I thought um, Woolies. Yeah. They were very comparable in flavour. Yeah. And just for the value, you would definitely go for the Aldi. Yeah, they had um, – they were very flavoursome. They certainly had oh, a really delicious. Yeah, different delicious. Mm. sort of interesting flavour, whereas mm. um, the Woolies ones were nice and just juicy, like yes. you really got into it. And yeah. Was, I'm very pulling true. a chomping face. <laughs> but without further ado – what gets the golden trolley? Got to be Aldi. Oh, Got to be Aldi again. Thanks, Bob. No worries. Bob, next up we've got a new segment and I'm kind of excited about this because this is where you really need to really get to show us your prowess, don't you, Barb? I, I, honestly, really I do. This is Cooking 101 with Barb. This is where she takes us through a common recipe that you'd want to cook and she gives us her top tips for getting it right and the need-to-know rules so that you don't make any little That's true. And there's common that traps really along goes the way. for every single recipe. Yeah. If you do it correctly, you'll get a really good result. But with some things... Today we are talking pavlovas. Oh. There are certain traps yep. that if you don't do certain things, it can really make or break your pav. Totally, it? totally. We've all had a disastrous yes, pav, yes. haven't we? Yes. Have you had a, have you had a, a, a shopper? Oh, totally, totally. Yeah. Ones that cracked, spread, um, virtually end up, you know, well, not throwing away because I turned them into something else, but yep. you couldn't use it as you a pavlova. Well, yeah, and, you know, I once made a, a pavlova and it came out and it was all brown and my mother was horrified and she said, well, you didn't beat you or didn't do something with your sugar properly? Yes, I dissolve it. I didn't dissolve <laughs> my sugar properly. There you go. <laughs> so, Barb, today we are talking how to make a fabulous pavlova yep. every time you say that this is one of the most common questions you yes. get asked. Yes, even in the hairdressers, it doesn't matter where I am, optometrist. I'll get little little questions. People will like tackle this. you in the street yes. and say, "Tell me how to make Look, a my good wife pav." Wants to know how to make a great pavlova. It's true though. Yeah. So first of all, you've got to start off with a dry, clean bowl. Right. Most important. If it's greasy, dirty, the egg whites won't whip up. Bit correctly. of water. Bit of water. Moisture no. in it. So the best thing is to do is to rinse it in warm soapy water and dry it thoroughly. 
So the bowl's already warm. You then allow a quarter cup of sugar for every egg white because some people undercut the sugar or put extra egg whites, but that's the ratio for a good pavlova. Right. You put those into the bowl, put the egg whites in, so they're already starting to get warm and they should be at room temperature. So that, I was going to say that the, you, you really need your eggs at room temperature, don't you? You know what? If I get them out of the fridge because I, I want to make one and forgot to take them out, I put them into a bowl, fill it up with hot water from the tap, let them sit there for about 15 minutes, dry the eggs off and there you are, room temperature eggs. Bob is your uncle. Once you start to whip them, you add the sugar very slowly so about a tablespoon at a time, and, and you can feel it. Yeah. So feel pinch it between your fingers, the meringue, and if it's gritty, the sugar's not dissolved. So you need to keep beating it. And once the sugar's added, beat it for a further five minutes at least. So it takes about – It's going to say it's a, it's a long process every, about that About at least people, eight minutes. You can't I've, do it with a hand mixer. You need an electric mixer. I think that, that's often not conveyed no, in recipes. No, I agree. Just how long it's going to take yes, you because exactly. I think that that was my trap, that it looks like it's dissolved. That's it, right. It, it, it looks amazing, but really it's going to take you about half an hour to get it properly dissolved, isn't it? Well, at least, feeling, said, at least eight to ten minutes, you feel it between your fingers. If it's not dissolved, just keep beating it. Right. Once you've added those, you then add about a teaspoon of corn flour and a teaspoon of white vinegar. The corn flour will also help absorb any moisture once it's cooked. Yeah. It'll kind of thicken, help thicken that meringue. And, of course, the teaspoon of the vinegar just stabilises it as it cooks. People sometimes leave it out, but it's good to add them. Once you put it onto a baking paper line tray, I actually spray my paper with um, some cooking oil. Yep. That way it slides off very easily. Even no, though it's baking paper, it will yep. slide off. And if you want more marshmallow in it, pile the meringue high on it. Yep. Don't spread it out to a flat pancake. Have it quite high because what happens is they spread as they cook anyway and then they go into a really slow oven, about 120 degrees for at least an hour to an hour and a quarter. Yep. And then turn the oven off and leave the door open ajar about 20 centimetres and just let it cool in there for at least an hour. If you take it out too quickly, it'll crack. It's that temperature difference. Now, can you, after you've, you've done your meringue, you've got it all beaten, you've, you've put it on your tray, can you leave it before you cook it or do you have to no, put it in straight, straight away? away? Straight so away. Straight away. This is that something will start that to you can. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. And if, you know sometimes you've ever cooked them and you get those little crystals of Sticky, look like sugar around the base of it. That's yeah. the sugar not dissolved. Yeah, so when you my... see that, you know you haven't beaten it long enough. Yeah, that was because really and it becomes quite, quite dry. brown. Yeah, the the meringue. And I the other enemy of from... all of these, of course, is humidity. So people love them in summer. That's the perfect time you think yeah. tropical fruit cream. Worst time to make a pavlova because the humidity attacks it. So the meringue doesn't stay crisp; it goes quite soft. You know the best so place to you... store it? Tell me. In the oven. Oh. I leave it in the oven. Once it's right cool, next to put your, it back na- in. your mum's, your dad's underwear, right? Right, Bob? Oh, yes. <laughs> well, mum wouldn't have let me do that. <laughs> no one used the oven. You put that back into the oven and just shut the door because that is airtight. It's the best place to store it. So at Christmas time, because that's, as you said, that's when everyone's making their pads. Once you've finished it, don't leave it out on the No, on the, the bench. Count. No, 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 no. It absorbs, absorbs moisture. Unless you've got like a great container, a really big one that's airtight. Yeah. But sometimes you haven't got that right shape. I just pop them back into the oven. That's a great tip, yeah. huh? Mm. You know what my mum does also that I think is really clever? When she's mapping out her um, her pavlova, like, yes. you know, the circle, yes. she'll put the serving dish down, yes. put a circle, and she'll make sure that so that she's not making it too big or too yes. small. Yes, yes. Go, Dizey. And that's a no-fail meringue. What are your favourite toppings on a meringue, Barb? Um, I think it's got to be passion fruit. Yeah. I love the lemon and passion fruit flavours and probably mm-hmm. strawberry. They're yeah. my go-to, yeah. 
Kiwi fruit. Yeah, love kiwi fruit. Mm. Lashings of cream. Well, see, bark. sometimes I make like a, a lemon butter out of the egg yolks. With just oh, of course the yolks, the sugar, and lemon juice. Because you don't want to waste anything, do you? Fold bark. that through carton of whipped cream. Magic. Mm. Yeah, you don't waste anything, Amy. <laughs> Not in your world, do you, Barb? <laughs> no, and I didn't have to freeze them. <laughs> <laughs> so, Barb, tell me, finish off, what are the, 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 the three biggest traps with making a pavlova that you need to avoid? Making sure there's no yolk or anything into those in the egg whites. Right. So nice and pure and clean. Yep. Um, making sure they're at room temperature and making sure you dissolve that sugar. That's it. Everything else? No, I think that's about happen. it. I mean, they're the, they're the go-to things, really. You'll end up with a beautiful dessert every time. Every time. Well, Barb, masterclass is over. <laughs> we have made the perfect virtual meringue pavlova, and I feel like an expert. That's Thank good. you. Thanks, Amy. All right, Barb, time for the big debate. You ready for this? Oh, I can't wait, Amy. The best Aussie biscuit, what wins? Now, this became quite the news story earlier on in the year when uh, the NT News, which is a very enjoyable newspaper, I bet you're a subscriber, Barb. No, I'm not, Amy. <laughs> they, uh, they're pretty funny. They're, it's a very funny um, newspaper. They do headlines about, um, you know, Virgin Airlines getting their first route. But, of course, <laughs> they mean <laughs> airline. But um, they're very funny. They've done, they put the, a, a cat amongst the pigeons when they released um, their list of the definitive best biscuits. Now, I'm this caused a lot of uproar because a lot of people were very, very, very uh, – yeah, they didn't agree, basically. They thought it was a bit of a, a crock. They said number one, Jats. Yes. Number two, or one A actually, chicken in a, a biscuit. Yes. Then triple wafer, the chocolate owner. And then in a very shock move, number four was Tim Tam. Now, a lot of people got up in arms about that because a Tim Tam is a part of the institution. And it goes on and on. We will print the full list on our, our website so you can see exactly what caused all the stir. But it got Barb and I thinking, what exactly is your favourite biscuit? Barb, what's your favourite? You, you look in the biscuit aisle. When you're talking at those, we've got Kingston's Scotch Finger, you know. Yeah, I do. I really love a Kingston. Yeah. Coconutty, oaty, chocolate filling, yum. Yep, it's pretty yummy, isn't it? Yep. And there's a whole like I. That's a great biscuit for dunking. But you know what you was in a on, tea? It yeah. wasn't on the list. The Monte Carlo. The Monte Carlo but, wasn't on the list, and the iced Vovo. Yeah, but I the, mean, but, but when I was growing up, the Monte Carlo had a really thick yes, jam cream filling, and over the years, it's got thinner and thinner. It's almost no filling. You should start a campaign up oh, about totally, that. Totally, totally. Um, a good biscuit get, with a good filling. I think yeah. the biscuits have shrunk though. Okay. Shrinkage, I've probably grown shrinkage. bigger and the biscuits have shrunk. Shrinkage happens to the best of us. <laughs> what about a chocolate Monty? Yeah. Oh, look. Mm, no. I love them. I don't. I like them. I don't love them. No. Also a mint slice. I'm a yeah, big lover slice. of a yes. mint slice. Yes. That wasn't on the list. Monte yep. Carlo wasn't on the list. Iced Vovo wasn't on the list. I don't know if you can have a best list without an Iced Vovo on there. I know. It's, it's, it's an Australian classic. I know. It is. But even having things like a teddy bear, who'd have a teddy bear as a favourite biscuit? 
No. They're really tiny. And even a chicken in a biscuit, really? No. Up there. I do like jets, though, and over sh- a Savoy. Yeah. I like a jets, too. Yeah. Do you like a uh, a shape, Barb? Yeah, I don't mind shapes. What's your favourite? Um, barbecue. Yeah. I don't yeah, mind the original the, barbecue. Not pizza shapes. No, I like the the, the, the bacon, the bacon and oh, the bacon, the bacon okay. and cheese one. Yeah. yeah. See, I love the salt on those biscuits. So, but what like do you this. reckon your number one biscuit is? Out of all those ones, I'd really, honestly, I'd go for a Kingston. If you brought in a plate right now, I'd have a Kingston. Yeah, that'd be my go-to. I'd have to say a mint slice or a Monte Carlo. It's a big call yeah. there. Yeah, Monte Carlo. Yeah, Scotch finger. What's the one that you leave at the end that you never want to touch? Oh, the salada. Yeah. Oh, number I 10, I wouldn't need a salada. I don't mind a salada. They're a bit soft. I don't like the Not orange creams. Oh, you oh, know what no, I do love? Cream. The lemon crisp and the lemon crisp. Yes, oh, with a bit of salt in them. Yes. They're salty. Yes, yes. Yeah. I know. You've done some great recipes over the years, turning these famous desserts, uh, biscuits into I a know, dessert, haven't we? you, Barb? They, amazing, amazing. The Tim Tam cheesecake's got to be a um, – Number one. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love a Tim Tam? It's an Australian institution, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they really are. I think we've had 18 million views of our Tim Tam, your Tim Tam. That's amazing. On the website. Incredible. It's, but you know um, what you can buy now? Little mini Tim Tams and they're two to a little pack. So they come in a little pack of 12 and you open up the, like a little sachet. It's like a little mouthful of chocolate. They're really good. Yeah. If you're being good because you've got to open the sachet so they stay longer. You know, you can't see them. You know yeah. what I mean? You can't eyeball See, Barb, I've got a big problem here. I, you give me a packet of Team Tams, I'm just going to smash the whole. I'm going to murder it. <laughs> okay. I'm going to literally murder it. There was a time they brought out coconut Tim Tams. Yes. That was a very dark period yes. in my life. <laughs> it's a dark period where I sort of – And know. red velvet. They've had lots of flavours, haven't they? Black Forest. Yeah. Yeah, Tim Black Tim Forest. Tim. Yeah. Turkish yep. Delight. Mm. But see, out of all those, I'd probably go for a salty biscuit. Yeah, I'm with you. I do like the savoury ones. Mm. Well, I don't think you can have them both in the same list. That's my thing. I would have a list for savoury. That's true. And but that's why it's interesting that a Jats was number one. Yeah, and I know. And is the last one and the yeah. sweet ones are in the middle. It's really interesting. Very interesting people up there. <laughs> <laughs> They've got crocodiles up there, Barb. I'm not going to get into an argument. Crocodile. All right. And that's probably why they don't like the chocolate ones. They probably all melt in their fingers. It's so hot it's up true. there. It's true. Mm. Poor old things. <laughs> Barb, you're going with the Kingston. Yep, I'm, I'm going. going with a mint slice. Tell us what your favourite biscuit is. Come to New Idea Food on Facebook or Foodiful where we're going to continue the conversation. Tell us what your favourite Aussie biscuit is. Barb and I are going to crack open a Kingston or 10. <laughs> Barb, next up you're giving us your two-minute cooking tip. Now, I love this because we're all time poor. We've all got no time to do anything other than buy shoes. I'm kidding. <laughs> Watch Bold and the Beautiful crack open a bowl. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. What we want is quick, easy tips that are going to make us look really good to our family and friends. Yes, Am I right? Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Give us one, Bob. Tell me how to impress people okay. in this, 14 seconds. Amy, this is a really good one. It's mess-free herb butter. Oh, yum. And you know when you handle butter, you get greasy fingers, so you're constantly going to the sink or I am, and you, you rinse your fingers and you come back and, and you do something else off, and does it, it no, and you go back again. You, you're constantly washing your hands. This is and a the great. thing with her butter, it's so good, isn't it? You it's can, so versatile. You can put it on 
you know, some bread for with a, yep. you know, like a garlic yep. bread. But you could also put on potatoes, on a steak. bit of steak, yeah, chicken, fish. fish. Yeah, beautiful. You could just get a spoonful. I'm kidding. Toss it through your steamed veggies. Oh, yum. Yeah. No, it's really My mum's a big believer in that. Yeah. She, knows she can't have a steamed veggie without a dollop of butter in there. <laughs> yum. But that is, that's good. That's yeah. a good thing. So what you do is you put about 125 grams of butter in a medium snap lock bag, pop that in the microwave for about – Oh, 10 to 15 seconds. Yep. You just want to soften it. And then you can add different flavorings. So you can have chopped herbs, so parsley, oregano, chives, rosemary, finely chopped. Add some crushed garlic, um, some grated rinds, lemon rinds, lime rinds, uh, spices if you like, Italian seasoning, bit of Mexican seasoning. Bit of chili. A little bit of chili. Yeah, why not? And some grated parmesan. Oh, yeah. And then you squish that through the plastic bag with your hands. Just put it on the bench and work it. Like dough, just work that through the plastic. So you were like actually you're not massaging, it. Like massaging it. Ken's exactly. shoulders, right, Barb? Exactly. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, Amy. But how long was it like that? You gave Ken a shoulder massage. <laughs> <laughs> then once you've kneaded this, you lay the bag flat on the bench and use a pastry scraper. They're like a ruler. They're quite large. Or if you've got a large knife, and you just push the butter down to one end. Yep. Pick the bag up and twist it yep. so the butter squishes down again to one end, like you're going to pipe. I was going to say, I'm, I'm picturing we're doing yep. a bit of piping on the cupcakes. And then you cut yep. off it about two centimetres from the end of the yep. bag, take a clean sheet of baking paper and starting from the top, just run that straight down, squeezing out the butter oh. so it is into a log shape. So again, you haven't touched it. Yep. Get that paper and just gently roll it up in the baking paper and put that into the fridge, even, say, for 15 to 20 minutes because it will firm up very quickly. Yeah. And then you can take it back out and through the baking paper, roll it into a real log. Oh. Continue just to roll it up and leave it in there till it's firm. Once firm, as you said, you can use it on whatever. It will keep for up to a week in the fridge or, or pop, it the, pop it in the freezer. I knew you were going to say Would that, you, you know, But, Amy, look, even once it was it's solid, Cut it into slices and freeze the slices. You just I have one say, or two pieces. I've got a little bit of fish. I don't want the whole log. I've done that before, Bob, and I'm about to wow you right now. I'm about to really impress you. Yep. Because I once made a, a, a Paris um, butter and there was literally 35 ingredients that yeah. went into this. It was the most <laughs> ridiculous thing I've ever made. But the recipe gave me about 14 kilos of butter. Yes. That's what I did, Barb. Yeah. I put it in the freezer. But is that I a portioned great idea? it up and put it in the freezer. And it was great because yeah. every time we had a steak, I could just whack out a bit and brilliant. slather it on and instantly. feel like Nigella Lawson. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> Look like her. Cook like her, Barb. Yeah. <laughs> and what I love about that, Barb, is that beautiful manicure, those those pristine hands didn't touch one exactly. bit of butter, did it? Exactly. And you didn't have to wash your hands a thousand times. It's brilliant. Oh, Barb, you've done it again. I love it. We're going to put that recipe and the directions on our website. Got a new idea of food on Facebook. All foodable. Thanks, Barb. Guys, thank you for joining us for another episode of Trolley Watch. Barb, thank you. Thanks, Amy. I'm going to go make a pav and make butter without getting my hands dirty. I couldn't be more excited. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, um, and find us where you get all good podcasts. And come and check us out over at newideafood.com.au or on Facebook, New Idea Food or Foodiful. We will catch you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 